0: welcome to scuba steve football hey everyone welcome back to another episode of scuba steve football i'm your host Stephen clinton and nfl film junkie slash data scientist with a background in quality control on the coaching staffs at northwestern in toledo uh Took a little bit of a break this uh, weekend to recharge the batteries, but uh, today I'm diving back in with a, a couple of takeaways on the Washington Commanders as I work through some film review in preparation for the 2023 NFL fantasy and gambling seasons. Um, So, theme of uh today's show for the Commanders is uh, fireworks on the outside. The dynamic duo of uh, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. So, Uh, Zooming out a little bit, uh, you know, the Commanders as a franchise are uh, definitely in a state of flux entering 2023. Um, Owner Dan Snyder is uh, slated to sell the team to a group headed by Josh Harris, which will, you know, I'm going to go ahead and guess uh, probably uh, mean a, a move to a, a slightly uh, more professional uh, state of business out there in Washington, based on at least the uh, the allegations of what's gone on there uh, during the Snyder regime. Now, on a football side, uh, the the Commanders are heading into the season with Sam Howell and and Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, uh, which doesn't really strike me as a, a formula for high level success, um, especially you know. I think Washington's uh roster is, you know, average if not, you know, so, you know, pretty solid but it's not, you know, some sort of like superstar laden roster where they're going to carry a quarterback to to, you know, the the NFC championship game or a Super Bowl or at least the way that I see things. So, um you know, but at the same time, um, while while that quarterback tandem of Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett doesn't necessarily, you know, strike me as likely to translate to winning a ton of games. Um, as we're seeing increasingly throughout the NFL, big time receivers are gonna put up their receiving yards, uh, you know, kind of almost irrespective of who they're who they're catching uh patches from. Even if the even if the touchdowns don't necessarily end up being there, so uh, in the 2022 season, I think we could point to a few examples like Garrett Wilson with the New York Jets, uh, Jerry Judy with the Broncos quarterback situation, uh, Chris Olave. You know, maybe that was a slightly better quarterback situation down there with the New Orleans Saints, but you know, I, I think that's you know maybe even debatable as well. Um, you know, you're looking at uh three players there, uh, two of them rookies who put up you know impressive results despite really iffy quarterback play. And uh, hey, we could <laughs> you could even uh, could look at Justin Jefferson leading the NFL and receiving yards uh, passing catches from one of the, the league's most conservative quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins. I mean, Jefferson had to do just, you know, a ton of work in the short areas of the field and, and turn that volume into a lot of yards um, on, or, or we could even look at Amari Cooper putting up uh, big receiving numbers, catching passes uh, for, first from Jacoby Brissett and, and then from Deshaun Watson, who was not so much a, a shell of himself as a corpse of himself uh, when he returned to play for the Cleveland Browns, um, unfortunately for Browns fans. So All that said, um, you know, I I think that even with all those examples I just threw out there, there's probably no better example of a receiver putting up numbers, regardless of who he's catching passes from over over the past four seasons, than than Terry McLaurin, who burst onto the scene as a rookie with five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown from Case Keenum in, you know, a terrific shootout against the Philadelphia Eagles back when Carson Wentz was still the chosen uh, you know, quarterback for for the Eagles. And Sean Jackson was young enough to catch two yard touchdown passes in that opener. I mean, years ago, if I remember correctly, uh, Sean Jackson uh, quickly succumbed to injuries again at some point, but anyway, getting, getting off track here, you know, Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, he caught, as I say, he caught five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown from Case Keenum in his first game. And You know, despite Washington never really upgrading the quarterback play since Case Keenum uh, was the starter in that first game, you know, McLaurin has has really never slowed down. And you know, even if you look at Sam Howell's first start in uh, the last game of last season, um, you know, it was Terry McLaurin on the receiving end of Howell what in my view was uh, Howell's most impressive moment of the day, which was a vertical route up the right sidelines that Terry McLaurin brought down for, for a big gain, I believe, with about three minutes left in the third quarter. So, you know, uh, I guess that uh, begs the question of what, what is it that makes Terry McLaurin, the uh, former third round pick out of Ohio State, uh, so effective? Um, well, like most b- big time receivers, he uh, can make plays at all three levels of the field. You know, McLaurin's a guy who can turn a screen pass into a big gain. He uh, can definitely make plays at the intermediate level, but to me, Terry McLaurin's are his long speed and his ability to make contested catches down the field um you know i think of him being you know a great runner on on, on post routes which he's gotten an open on um you know behind defenses you know a, a number of times in his nfl career but also just being good just on a straight vertical route and uh you know being a, a player that you can put that ball up to on you know hey if you want to throw a three-step vertical route to terry mclaurin you know that's not a, a a bad plan to try to get an explosive play um put into your offense so you know um I, I think that there's, you know, that whole package is what's made Terry McLaurin so effective, and you know that ability, especially to make those plays down the field, um, e- even if it's you know an iffy quarterback maybe throwing to him, um, you know that ability has allowed him to you know consistently put up you know big receiving totals, uh, kind of irrespective of whether the offense around him can can really move the ball because even if the the team is you know consistently going three and out, um, you know as was the case uh, for for multiple periods during McLaurin's time there, um, he can still you know just make you know one play into a huge huge play so um now uh you know at the, yeah at the end of the day terry mclaurin just a fun watch you know really smooth player with clean hands and uh so while it has been the terry mclaurin show more or less uh since he's been in washington uh his new running mate uh Jahan Dotson, really jumps off the tape to me um you know Dotson, um you know he's just got juice you know i use the word dynamic in my Substack article uh today and uh you know i think that it just really shows up in, in dotson's quickness off the line and his ability ability to quickly uncover in the short areas of the field now dotson is uh definitely more than that as a player he's not just a short area target Um, he's you know can definitely make some things happen after the catch and he can also make plays down the field you know that shows up in in the fact that he had a 14.9 yards per reception uh this past season so this is not a guy who's you know somehow you know playing playing receiver and averaging 10 and a half yards a, a catch while he's catching a bunch of balls in the short area Jahan Dotson's got some, uh, you know, dynamic ability in his game. Um, it's just that, you know, to to me, again, he, he kind of, you know, obviously great players do a lot of things well, but everybody also has their signature. And and to me, while McLaurin's signature is kind of that longer speed and getting down the field, to dot to me, Dotson's signature is that quickness off the line, just that ability to quickly lose a defender and, and uncover. And you know, uh, we'll we'll see if uh, the fact that Dotson uh, put up, uh, you know, I think he. Yes, I, I don't want to misquote this uh, I won't but you know he put up more touchdown receptions than Terry McLaurin last year despite having you know uh, only f- like 580 receiving yards Dodson also missed several games but Dodson's essentially his touchdown production was outsized compared to, to his receiving production and you know sometimes that's just a small sample size but other times it, it you know speaks to the fact that a, a player is particularly effective or you know on the other side of the coin um ineffective in the red zone and and with Dotson there there are traits there with that specifically that ability to quickly uncover on on short routes down near the goal line that are things that you know hey there's a reason that he might be you know a, a slightly more attractive red zone target than he is even in the open areas of the field where he's obviously a very good player so um, you know, all things considered, it it may be somewhere between a six and a nine win season in Washington. I I think that the roster, um, you know, if you look at you know like the the blue chip defensive tackle tandem of Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, you know, if, if Chase Young gets back to form, if Montez Sweat, you know, gets going, then all of a sudden that D line gets going again. They could, you know, they could be pretty good. Um, you know, again, it's hard for me to see them being super high level, uh, kind of with. Between, you know, lack of big time playmakers in in the secondary, even assuming that the the defensive line gets back up to speed. And then, you know, the quarterback options to me are just just very limited. Um, But at the same time, I think that, you know, you're going to have Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson continue to make plays and and make this a fun offense to watch. And, you know, I think that like, um, you know, I think DJ Moore is maybe the best example of a receiver who... Or, or another example mclaurin's one good example but you know dj moore's a guy who never put up more than four touchdowns his first four seasons in the league did get uh, i believe seven last year before in his last season in carolina before he moved on but you know, just just another example of a guy who you know y- you're gonna get your receiving yards out of these players whether or not um you know terry mclaurin is in a situation where the offense is gonna put the ball in the paint enough times for him to threaten double digit touchdowns i think that's still in question i think that he would definitely be that guy if he were in a more productive offense i think you could say the same with Jahan dotson um but at the same time i expect them to get their receiving yards uh regardless of how the season itself goes for washington and you know i guess, I guess on a last note you know um it, it does seem like you know there, there's a pretty good chance that at the end of the, this year there will be there will be a swap um in in football decision makers in washington and, and that's just you know even in the best of times um when there's an ownership change football decision makers are at risk and these have hardly been uh the best of times in washington um, You know. Don't say that with any malice or any hope that that happens. Uh, when I was uh, looking for a job in the NFL ten years ago, uh, I had some, you know, pr- pr- pretty iffy advice to, to you know, go to the combine and go to the Senior Bowl and just introduce myself to people. Um, which, you know, I would not recommend doing at all. But, you know, coach Coach Ron Rivera was just ridiculously kind to me and and followed up with me through the Carolina Panthers organization. So, you know, always hope for the best for coach Rivera. And he always seems to get the best out of his teams and have them playing at a really competitive level. It's just that, you know, I, I just don't think this team has the high end talent at, you know, premium positions in the NFL, namely the quarterback position. And in the secondary, not to mention a very average offensive line, um, you know, I, I just don't think the pieces are there to really win at a high level here right now in Washington. And, you know, I, I, I guess as, you know, a, a last aside, the, the, this whole situation struck me as a, a very strange choice for, for Eric Bianami to step into. I, I certainly understand him wanting to call plays and, and that NFL opportunities are limited, but, you know, signing onto a staff that might be facing closing time, um, just kind of struck me as a risky move for a guy who already for, you know, whatever reason has not been well-received um, among NFL owners. So, you know, I don't know Eric Biennemi, um, you, know, you know, a lot of his players seem to really enjoy the guy. So, you know, I, I hope the best for him. And the flip side of what I just said is that, you know, if Rivera and Biennemi turn Sam Howell into, say, you know i don't know the next baker mayfield um from baker mayfield's good year in cleveland then you know maybe ron rivera signing a contract extension and eric b the next co- head coach of the dot 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 you know i don't I don't want to uh, throw anybody under the bus at this time of year it's a it's still still july i haven't even gone to training camp um uh, probably a couple teams that that i could pencil in there is potentially looking for for a new head coach uh but you know as i say in the washington example there's a lot of football to play and and a lot could change between now and then and uh i uh I can certainly do my best to, to, read the tea leaves, but I, uh, have, have yet to find a crystal ball. So anyway, uh, that's it for the Washington commanders, uh, football team today. Uh, I did post some thoughts on Washington's defensive line. In addition to, uh, talking about the, the receiver duo of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, you can check that out over at my Substack. Um, already got some San Francisco tape in today, um, after uh, taking the weekend off to recharge. Uh, so I am going to have another show up about that, uh, this evening and, uh, you know, talk about how uh, a week, uh, or I guess about 10 days ahead of his uh, 35th birthday. Trent Williams is uh, arguably the most dominant player in the NFL. Uh, pretty wild for a guy who has been just outstanding uh, whenever he's been on the field, really, since I started w- following NFL game tape closely, um, close to a decade ago now. So Trent Williams still balling out in San Francisco and, and look forward to talking some about that and uh, the Niners 2023 outlook uh, later tonight. So as always, uh, thanks for tuning in to Scuba Steve football. If you can't tell, I love talking to NFL ball and, uh, If you enjoy listening, so much the better. Hope you all have a great summer day.